0: You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Even if when it looks like nothing is ever going to change, and regardless of whether or not changes are even made to the extent that we desire, the mere presence of our voice makes things different than they would have been had we not taken a stand, had we not showed up, had, had we not spoken out. This is Sir Montgomery with Renewed Heart Ministries, and I want to welcome you to episode 285 of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice, and what a first-century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee might have to offer us today in our work of love, compassion, action, and justice. Our title this week is Why Resurrection? And our feature text is Luke 24, 5-6. Why do you look for the living among the dead, he's not here, he has risen." Last weekend, the majority of Western Christians ritually celebrated Easter. And this time of year, in the context of spring, many Christians paused to memorialize and celebrate the story of Jesus' resurrection. And, And although early Christianity included risking a cross for standing with the social changes that the teachings of Jesus implied, early Christianity, it was about resurrection. It wasn't about death. It wasn't about getting to an otherworldly heaven, it, it, and it also wasn't about hell. Hell isn't even mentioned in the book of Acts once. But early Christianity, it wasn't even about a cross it was about a resurrection. It was about triumph over execution. Look at the, these, these passages from the, book, the first part of the book of Acts. Acts 4.33, with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Acts 2.22-24, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law, but God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Acts two thirty-two through thirty-three. This Jesus, God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Acts three twelve through sixteen. You handed him over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, uh, though he had decided to release him. You rejected the holy one, the righteous one, and asked to have a murderer given to you. You. Killed the author of life but God raised him from the dead acts 4 10 through 11 Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucified but whom God raised from the dead acts 5 30- 32 the god of our ancestors, since, uh, the God of our ancestors raised up Jesus whom you had killed by hanging on a tree acts 10 36- 43 they put him to death by hanging him on a tree but God raised him on the third day and acts 13 35- 38 even though they they found no cause for a sentence of death. They asked Pilate to have him killed. And when they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And we bring you the good news that what God had promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us their children by raising uh, Jesus. And again, Early Christianity, it wasn't about death or even one specific death. It was about resurrection, the early message of the Christian community. It wasn't what we have today. It wasn't the individualized, uh, privatized, personal message that Jesus had died for you. The message wasn't even that that Jesus had died. It was that this Jesus whose popularity with and message of hope and change for uh, the masses um, that had so threatened the powers that be, this Jesus that was executed by those um, that had the most to lose from the changes that, that Jesus taught in the status quo this jesus this prophet of the poor from galilee uh, who they had executed god had raised back to life and was alive. And we can only understand why it was such good news that that this Jesus was resurrected if we understand how deeply his teachings had, had resonated with those who, who faced marginalization and exclusion and, and exploitation in his society uh, every day, every day that they lived. Um, Jesus' teachings, it was those teachings that we begin to see are, are salvific. And, and, and this week, I want to to amplify the work of Dolores Williams as, as we seek to understand, as we seek to wrap our minds around what people in Jesus's own time found so truly special about him. Williams is a womanist theologian who who I believe has much to offer us today as we seek to follow Jesus in the most life-giving way in our context. She writes from her experience as a as a black woman, yet the majority of her work is rooted not just in her own individual experience. It's rooted in the history of of black women and black families in the U.S., uh, black church's oral tradition and the Bible stories about women, and especially marginalized and African women. This is from Williams' book, Sisters in the Wilderness, The Challenge of Womanist God Talk, page 130-131. through Black women are intelligent people living in a technological world where nuclear bombs, defilement of the earth, Earth. Racism, sexism, dope, and economic injustices attest to the presence and power of evil in the world. Perhaps not many people today can believe that evil and sin were overcome by Jesus' death on the cross. That is, that Jesus took human sin upon himself and therefore saved humanity. Rather, it seems more intelligent and more scriptural to understand that redemption had to do with God. God, through Jesus, giving humankind new vision to see the resources for positive, abundant, relational life. Redemption had to do with God through the ministerial vision, giving humankind the ethical thought and practice upon which to build positive, productive quality of life. Hence the kingdom of god theme in the ministerial vision of jesus does not point to death it's not something one has to die to reach rather the kingdom of god is a metaphor of hope that god gives those attempting to write the relations between self and self between self and others and between self and god as prescribed in the sermon on the mount in the golden rule and in the commandment to show love above all else and and again i, I agree with, with With Williams here. It's what's salvific about Jesus is found in what Jesus taught. Jesus being executed by imperial power for, for being a threat because of what he taught him being executed by that imperial power wasn't what the what was so special or salvific about him what, what made him special was his kingdom teachings his vision for what life can look like here on earth for us as a human community and he laid before us an alternative path that leads to life and and, and not a life we 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 somehow earn by following him but a life that is the intrinsic result of, of of the choices we make and how we choose now to relate to ourselves and to others. Williams unpacks further um, how the resurrection affirmed Jesus' teachings. This is the same book, uh, page 130. Matthew, Mark, and Luke suggest that Jesus did not come to redeem human beings by showing them God's love manifested in the death of God's innocent child on a cross erected by cruel, imperialistic, patriarchal power. Rather, the text suggests that the Spirit of God in Jesus came to show humans life, To show redemption through a perfect ministerial version of writing relations between body, individual, and community, mind, humans, and of tradition, and spirit. A female-male inclusive vision, Jesus' ministry of writing relationships involved raising the dead, those separated from life and community, casting out demons, for example, ridding the mind of destructive forces, prohibiting the flourishing of positive, peaceful life, and proclaiming the word of life that demands Demanded the transformation of tradition so that life could be lived more abundantly. God's gift to humans through Jesus was to invite them to participate in this ministerial vision. Whosoever will, let them come. Of riding relations. The response to this invitation by human principalities and powers, that was the horrible deed the cross represents. The evil of humankind trying to kill the ministerial vision of life in relation that Jesus. Jesus brought to humanity the resurrection does not depend on the cross for life for the cross only represents historical evil trying to defeat good the resurrection of Jesus and the flourishing of god's spirit in the world as the result of the resurrection represent the life of the ministerial vision gaining victory over the evil attempt To kill it, and and that leads me to uh, the the truth within the resurrection story, and that's where I want to close this week. What Williams is describing. She's describing the gospel message in the in that first half of the book of Acts. The truth within the story of the resurrection was of a, a, a it was of Jesus's vision for what human life could be, and how that was so capturing the hearts of the oppressed in his time that it was victorious over the attempt to kill it. Jesus's death it interrupted his lifelong salvific work. He didn't die so we in the 21st century can be individually and personally assured of going to heaven when we die. Jesus died because he stood up to the status quo in the first century. And the resurrection is the overcoming of this death. It's the overcoming of this execution. It's the reversal of all that Jesus's death meant. The resurrection reignites the flame of Jesus's vision for human life that that those in positions of power had attempted to extinguish with his execution. The the truth within the story of the resurrection is the restoration of Jesus's message. It's the the picking back up of Jesus's teachings from being trampled in the dust of death and, and them living on in the lives of those who chose to embrace that hope that another world was actually possible. The truth within the story of Jesus's resurrection, is of a God who was on the side of those that Jesus also lived in solidarity with over and against the system, and not a God. On the side of the system, overt against those being exploited, as is often the system's narrative. I remember years ago uh, listening to an Easter presentation on on Luke's resurrection narrative by the late Marcus Borg, and I, I loved the truth within the story which Borg Borg reimagined for me that day. And I remember him saying, "The domination domination system it, it, it tried to stop him. They tried to shut him up, and even a rich man's tomb." couldn't hold him. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. he has risen. He's still out there. Uh, Borg said into the mic he, he's still recruiting uh, come, follow me And that was the message. Jesus Palm Sunday uh, his demonstration that that Palm Sunday and, and his temple protest which followed uh, right after it labeled his movement as something that finally had to be dealt with. And within the week, Jesus was dead. Yet the resurrection transforms his death into an attempted setback and not a final silencing that makes Jesus a failure. The The, the truth within the story of this resurrection narrative is that systems of injustice They don't always win. And the status quo doesn't always have the last word. Justice is worth fighting for, even when the outcome looks bleak, even if when it looks like nothing is ever going to change. And regardless of whether or not changes are even made to the extent that we desire, the mere presence of our voice makes things different than they would have been had we not uh, taken a stand, had we not showed up, had had we not spoken out. Joan Carlson Brown and Rebecca Parker, they remind us... Again, that the gospel is not about an execution; it's about a refusal to let go of life. This is from their article for "God So Loved the World?" question mark And you can find it in Christianity Patriarchy and Abuse, page eighteen through twenty, edited by Joan Carlson Brown and Carol Bone. This is again John uh, Joan Carlson Brown and Rebecca Parker. Jesus did not choose the cross; he chose to live a life in opposition. Position to unjust, oppressive cultures. Jesus chose integrity. He chose faithfulness. He chose to refuse to change course because of threat. It is not the acceptance of suffering that gives life. It is the commitment to life that gives life. The question, moreover, is not, am I willing to suffer, but do I desire fully to live? And this distinction is subtle and to some spacious, but in the end, it makes a great difference in how we interpret and respond to suffering. To be a Christian means keeping faith with those who have heard and lived God's call for justice, radical love. Love and liberation, who have challenged unjust systems, both political and ecclesiastical, and who, in that struggle, have refused to be victims and have refused to cower under the threat of violence, suffering, and death. Fullness of life. Is attained in moments of decision for such faithfulness and integrity. When the threat of death is refused and the choice is made for justice, radical love, and liberation, the power of death is overthrown. Resurrection is radical courage. Resurrection means that death is overcome in those precise instances when human beings choose life, refusing the threat of death. Jesus climbed out of the grave in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he refused to abandon his commitment to the truth, even though his enemies threatened him with death. On Good Friday, the resurrected one was crucified. And this is why. The, the truth within the story of the resurrection narratives of the gospel, it's still worth remembering. It's still worth ritualizing. It's still worth celebrating. And this is why the story still matters to me. Why resurrection? This is why. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Luke 24 through Heart group application this week. Uh, This week, I want you to spend some time as a group just sharing with one another. We just came out of the Easter season. How does the story of Jesus' resurrection uh, give you hope in the here and in the now, in our world today, and not simply for an afterlife? And then number two, as a Jesus follower, how does the story of Jesus' resurrection, um, how does it inform your work for justice in your own spirit? of influence today. And then number three, how did you, as a group, how did you celebrate the story of Jesus's resurrection this year? Uh, what part spoke to you? And, and I want you to share your experience. Uh, go around and share your experience with the group. Thanks for checking in with us this week. I'm so glad you did. Wherever you are today, keep living in love in compassion, keep taking action, and keep working toward uh, distributive justice. I'll be in Delaware next weekend speaking at a a weekend event there, so there won't be a a podcast or an article that's published next weekend, but we'll be back the the following weekend um, after next. Again, remember, another world is possible. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you in two weeks.